Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast with hosts Matt Knowles, Brian McElfresh, and Doug Gravely. What's up, everybody? No Matt Knowles yet again, Saturday morning. He's too busy. That's okay. Doug and I are here to cut it up with you guys here for a little bit. And, uh, Looking forward to a fun week of college football, starting with the Red River Shootout, Texas and Oklahoma mm. at noon. How are you doing today, Doug? I'm good, man. I'm I'm excited for that game for sure. Uh, we're gonna see who's who, I guess you could say. And you know, in that battle. I so I was doing the sporting news uh, article yesterday. And as I looked at the data, man, the more the less we know, I think about Oklahoma. I think that's one that it's not going to be like last year, forty nine nothing. But I think Texas will win, and I bet Texas to uh, to cover the spread and um, let my player props kind of lend towards that game uh, script there, where Texas I think is going to get that win. I think it'll be a little more comfortable. Than, than the point spread suggests. So um, I like Texas this week. But anyways, we're a fast-paced offense in this show. So um, we're going to get right into the news and notes. And uh, let us get it. News and notes around college football. All right, y'all. So we got some news and notes for you. Um and to start it off, this running back room has been a little scary all year. Somebody that – running back room that you didn't know what to do. But you got Josh McCray, running back from Illinois, who's expected to miss the rest of the season with a neck injury. Sucks. And Ugh. not to mention Josh McCray, but Reggie Love comes back last night after being out and re-injures the same leg that was hurt before. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't even know who their third, fourth, fifth running backs are. But we're gonna learn um, probably a lot sooner than we expected to. Man, what a what a fall in the CFF sphere because you know you obviously had Chase Brown last year, and goodness, they were killing it um, in terms of fantasy. Like he was an every week starter; it didn't even matter really who they played. But now you thought one of those guys would take off and coaches and staff said it was going to be running back by committee and they've been true to their word. So, um, while they haven't been great and it's probably a stay away. Um, if you can, um, the guy who's next is a freshman that was, I think a low end four star highly touted and not small. 6'3", 250, Caden Feegan might be someone you want to pick up off the waiver wire. But uh, I like Feegan, um, and he's going to get some run for sure. So we'll see him coming weeks, how he does. 6'3", running back. That's pretty big. Um, you got Dejon Stribling, Marty's here for Oklahoma State, going to miss the rest of the season with an arm injury. Um, he was highly uh, sought after, I know, in our league going into this season um but uh he he hasn't really put it together this year and maybe he's been having a lingering arm injury and we didn't know about it so then you got frank harris quarterback for utsa expected to play today oh finally finally (laughs) hopefully that (laughs) offense can get going man there that's a struggle bus buddy and then you got trevor Etienne. your boy your boy doubtful today 
Brutal. Um, Montreal Johnson looks like a good start for you guys if you have him. Um, True. I expect to see a little bit of Webb in that game. He's he's shown some ability when he's played, but I think Montreal is going to be the lean-on running back today probably. Um, then you got John Rice Plumley, quarterback UCF, expected to be back and playing today, um, which could be a really high-scoring game when they take on Kansas. So uh, you want your quarterback back for that game. Yep. Some fun news. Phil Jerkovic, quarterback, Pitt, no longer quarterback, Pitt. He is moving to tight end after losing his job. B, what do you th- what are your thoughts on that? I don't uh, know how athletic he is. He was on your yeah, team. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't expect him to be like a Jordan Reed or, or whatever. He's just a nope. Don't roster. Don't play him. Um, that just kind of sucks. I mean, the only the only thing that you think about, though, is, okay, they move him to tight end. Does he get snaps at quarterback, trick plays, that kind of stuff, as a tight end? And if he's that way, which still kind of stinks, uh, you know, it might be good in fantasy, still kind of stinks in DFS, potentially, but something to watch. My boy, George Halani, running back Boise State, no longer on the depth chart. John <laughs> Brez Dubar, listed as the backup. Um, yeah, we're going to move on because that gentle, one just gentle. kicked me in the groin. Yep. So whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Jason Bean, we talked about this team a little bit earlier. Jason Bean, quarterback of Kansas, expected to start today. Jalen Daniel is still dealing with his back injury, which sucks because he's such a good athletic quarterback. Yeah. But Bean's not bad. Bean's not bad for them. So DeCarlos Brooks, running back for Arizona State, still has injury designation. And he's near the bottom of the depth chart today. Jatavion Sanders, you tight end freaks out there. He's expected to play today. He got knocked around a little bit last week, but he was expected to play. Caleb Johnson, running back for Iowa. Kid that I really liked going into this year. Um, he is mm-hmm. a, it's a game-time decision for today, but has a realistic chance of playing. So, um, And he's a, he's a good running back. Lane Hatcher, quarterback for Ball State, is now the starter. So maybe... Uh, your boy Cooper can finally get some some run with a kid that knows how to play quarterback over there. I hope so, man. I hope so. That that whole offense has been struggle. Like you, ugh, just maybe some negative momentum coming off that really tough schedule to start the season. Yeah. Then we got. We'll move along these last couple real quick. Um, Taylor Green, quarterback, Boise State, expected to start, but could still split reps with Maddox Madsen today. So, mm-hmm. if you got anybody from, you know. Boise in your DFS, I would go, like Brian said a minute ago, genty, genty, genty. Um, no, I didn't say that. I said genty, 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 the proper whatever. way. Listen, <laughs> I'm from Virginia. It's fine. We say things different. Um, and then two more. We got Jaden Greathouse, a receiver that I really, really like, um, especially moving forward from this year. But he's expected to play again today. Um, when he does play, he lines up in the slot a lot. So we'll see what happens there. And then the biggest news of the week, biggest news, if if you're not football fans, you've probably seen this. If you are football fans, then you've definitely seen this. Tez Walker, ex- eligible to play. So, so weird. It's, how the it's whole thing crazy how all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're going to change the rules. Um, so with that being said, we're going to transition into the stardom signal questions because we do have some questions about that. 
So one of the things that I don't know, it, or I didn't know until this week, and maybe I'm just dumb or didn't see it, don't click around in the Fantrax app enough, but um, if you click on any player and then you click rostered, you can see if he's owned in any of the leagues that you're in. I posted that out on Twitter just because it was a happy surprise for me. I found one league that he was available in, and I bid the rest of my free agent budget. Yeah, you're a freak. Because I did. I put a pretty what I thought was a high bid, like forty five dollars in for him, and I wasn't even close, bro. Wasn't yeah, even close. I'm lucky. I had. 73 or something i like to put random weird numbers in because it's like everyone else will put 70 and if i put 71 hey maybe i'll get it but um (laughs) so later on i changed it to just go all in i just put my full remaining 98 dollars of fab in there at this uh, point for us in that league (laughs) i I ended up having to pay 89 it is Uh, what it is in that league for us we got to do something to try to win some exactly i ended up having to pay 89 but um whatever um that's all great so man i love where he's at and uh i know they're gonna take some shots but in terms of like this was a midweek announcement how like what percentage of snaps will he play so i got this question on twitter and i think while they're like i said while they'll take some shots i don't know how many what percentage of snaps that he's actually going to play so to me it doesn't affect nate mccollum it doesn't really negatively affect anyone else but um if you're in need if you're in need for a flex if you're like me so if it's like i have trevor Etienne in my flex who i'm gonna have to sub out i'm gonna have to pick someone else I, i mean that would be a scenario where i would you know, slide Tez into my starting lineup and just hope he catches a long touchdown or something. But I don't think, I don't know. We won't know until, you know, next week going to going into next week. Oh yeah. He's an every week starter. He's been practicing with the team. He'll be ready to go. But, uh, till then I'm going to say, let's not play him. However, this is a DFS show in DFS. He is in my lineup for $3,000. He's in mind. <laughs> he was going to be a top 10 fantasy wide receiver this year. And you can get him for $3,000. You put him in the lineup. Like, you ain't kidding. <laughs> so we'll see how that one goes. And uh, I really like, uh, really like him this week, obviously, in DFS. And we'll get into all of that stuff. So why don't we go ahead and get right into the stardom situm questions you guys are welcome obviously to throw them out here in the youtube chat but um we've got a few here doug's got from the discord so let's get it or all right all right all right here we go so big b mac speaking of tez which we hit on this a little bit um one J24. Tez Walker will be able to play this weekend. Do we pick him up for this weekend or leave him on the waivers? So I think I answered that. <laughs> so um we hit that one already. We we both agree to pick him up if he's available in your league. Do everything you can to pick him up, but just this week might be a tough start. Yeah, so. I gave up all my fab for him. So yes. <laughs> and then we got Brett P, the you know, commenting 
the Brett P. Brett P. He supports the us Brett with comments, P. likes, and shares on YouTube all the time. So that's so helpful. We appreciate you a thousand, Brett P. Um, yeah, what's the what He says, know? pick three of four, 0.5 PPR league. Taj Brooks, Harrison Whaley, Jaden Ott, or Malik Sherrod? Um, I'll go ahead and answer this question first. For me, I'm going Taj Brooks and Harrison Whaley. Um, I really like what Brooks has been doing. And since Harrison Whaley has come back to the fold, uh, he is the unquestioned RB1, especially with uh, the transfer out of his backup uh, this past weekend or the announcement of that. So um, I'm going Taj Brooks and Harrison Whaley this week probably for me. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're in agreement there. Um, now the other two are good. Obviously, Ott is solid. Cal's projected to score twenty one this week, um, so I think you're going to get a little bit more opportunity. Of course, you know we are going to give you the data unless we have a serious hunch. Um, if you've got that feel, you know maybe you want to start Ott. It's one of those things. If if you're going to kick yourself for sitting him, but the data would lead you towards Brooks. He's been hot. He's had. 15, 16, 23 fantasy points uh, the last three weeks. So we love that consistency. Baylor hasn't been great against the run. In fact, 115th in the country. And Texas Tech is projected to score around 29. And with the transition to Morton, at quarterback, uh, they've been leaning more on the run. And I like Brooks a lot. And then Whaley, um, Fresno, does have a pretty solid defense. Yeah, they're currently 17th in the country against the run. Um, but Whaley is Wyoming's offense, like 20, 26, 27 fantasy points the last three weeks. Um, yeah, one of those performances was against Texas, by the way. Right. And was it, was it Texas? Yeah, Texas. Yeah. First game he came back from injury and he. I remember I sat him and I was kicking myself in the face. (laughs) Yeah, so we we agree there. What's next? Uh, Next, I'll go ahead and answer this one real quick. Any news on Taylor running back from Minnesota? Uh, Looked this up this morning because I couldn't find it myself, but he is considered a game-time decision today, so keep a close eye on that. Some of these coaches aren't going to tell you until like 10 minutes before the game. So if you have another running back that you feel uh, could produce, might be safe to just put him in so you don't get – find yourself in a stuck spot yep yeah especially in dfs man like you can't afford to start someone in your lineup that doesn't play so like if you've got etn if he's questionable or doubtful same with darius taylor and you're like maybe if you're out for the day and not able to like be around hanging out looking on twitter for the news or whatever uh then i would start someone that you're more confident obviously that will play Here's a good question for you, B, because this guy kicked you in the face last weekend. Um, Brendan Lang asks, Ray Davis versus Georgia or Shipley versus Wake? I'm not saying Brandon Lang, you kicked Brian in the face. I'm talking about Ray Davis. but um, So he's got Ray Davis versus Georgia or Shipley versus Wake. Both, in my opinion, have tough matchups. So I'll let you take this one. Yeah, Georgia you know, hasn't looked – great other than that second half against South Carolina and you would expect Georgia you know they've got the players obviously they've got the horses to come out and dominate the run 
they saw what happened. That's the biggest advantage for Georgia is they saw Ray Davis go for 280 against Florida. So they are going to have their antennas up, so to speak, and they will be stopping the run. I think you, you also saw, which was so frustrating as a Florida fan, they, they did not look impressive throwing the ball. Devin Leary has not been accurate this year, and he's thrown five picks and could have thrown a couple against Florida. But if Florida could have made them one-dimensional, that would have probably been a really good game. Mm -hmm. This game is at Georgia. Georgia has the most talented defense in the country. Uh, You know, maybe Alabama is in the mix there, but just in terms of raw talent. So you expect them to come out and try and make Kentucky – one-dimensional and make them throw the ball. I think this one gets away from Kentucky. I think Georgia uh, covers the spread. I would definitely lean more towards Shipley against Wake. Um, Wake's not been bad uh, against the run. They're 33rd against the rush, um, 33rd in the country. But Clemson's supposed to score 37. I like Shipley. That would be my It's Yeah, it's like you said with – when we talked about Whaley a little bit, Shipley is the offense in Clemson, really. I mean, everything revolves around him. Whether Klubnik's it's coming along, though. He is. He's, but he's starting to become fantasy relevant a little bit now. I'm just saying in terms of and, – and this helps Klubnik, but they check the ball down to Shipley. They just get the ball in his hands. It's just what Clemson has done and what I expect them to continue to do. Yep, definitely. All right. L. Cunado has two flex from this group. Trey Benson, Frank Gore. Terrell Vaughn, Marquez Cooper. Cooper's a, a tough one, uh, but I like Cooper. You know, he's playing against Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan is the bottom in terms of 130th against the run. Um, so he's a, he's a sleeper pick. Now, Ball State's only projected to score 21. Yeah, you see shift at quarterback. Maybe that adds some life to that offense. I like Cooper. Um, uh, ahead of him, though, we've got um, Trey yep. Benson. Yep. FSU is supposed to score 38. Now, Benson isn't, you know, the focal point of the offense, but Definitely he is such a good anymore. player. Such a good player and hard to sit him. You know, they, they should beat down Virginia Tech. That. Scores projected around 38 to 14. Um, so Benson should get plenty of opportunities there. Um, I like Benson. Sorry, who else? So we you got we Terrell about Vaughn. Vaughn. Oh, man, what a game last week. So a lot of the world was talking Poor about. Poor Utah State fans on Twitter. That's all I can say. <laughs> man, they were yeah, frustrated. Just wondering what happened. You know, he's, he's one of the most consistent wide receivers in the country in terms of CFF targets, getting 10, 12, 13. Um, and then zero in the first half last week, and with one, I think it's not like he wasn't playing stick in the post, like one of those weird on list suspensions or whatever. You just don't know what's happening because there's no uh injury reports or whatever. So, I guess you playing this week. Um, it's just weird. I make my picks. 
All right. Fine. Uh, Trey Benson and Mike Casper. I am having really bad connection issues, guys. So if I get okay, up no worries. Out of it. It's fucking cool. Um. So. Um, projected to win 29-27. Uh, they're playing Dominion at home. And Gore, obviously, every week has the potential to go 200-plus like he did once or twice last year. Um, Gore is a absolute... So, in general, I look towards running back because they get more consistent touches to not be scared off by the Terrell Vaughn performance last week. So I would probably go Gore and Benson sheepishly because uh, Marquez Cooper um, against a terrible run defense could go off. However, the game script can go away from him in, in Ball State just like it did last week when he got 2.5 points. Um, so in the event where, you know, Marquez Cooper and, uh, you know, if Eastern Michigan gets an early lead, that takes him out of the game script. And so because of that, I will go Gore and Benson, um, you know, noting that Cooper could go off. It totally could. He's up there, but yeah, uh, those are the two that I like. So, we can right. move on to the next one. We have two flex from this group. Yep. Doug, you're back. So let's go Jeremiah Hunter, Devontae Walker, um, Monagai from uh, Rutgers, the running back, and then Lewis Bond, wide receiver. So I, th- I think for this one, my first one is going to be uh, Monagai for Rutgers. Um, I think he's kind of becoming a running back you don't want to put on the bench. Um no matter who they play. I know that they've got some tough matchups coming up along along the road, but I just like what he's been able to do. Um, and kind of a, in, in lack of a better term, like a, a sleeper running back this year, really, in general. Um, well, you remember those offenses for Rutgers back in the day when they had Ray Rice, and that's the same coaching staff that's back now. And I think uh, Rutgers will have – uh, fantasy relevant running backs, and they're someone that you target going forward. So yeah, and they're playing like Wisconsin him. this weekend, and I mean, Wisconsin's kind of got a middle of the pack defense in general. Um, so I kind of like Monagai there, and if I'm picking out of these next two guys, Hunter and Bond, I'm probably gonna roll with bond today for Boston college against army um, simply for the fact that the last two games he's had, well, three games, really he's had four touchdown receptions, um, 80 yards against Florida state 71 against Louisville and 104 against Virginia. So Florida state and Louisville aren't sleeper defenses and he did pretty well against those guys. So, I'm going to go roll with Bond and Monagai. Hunter, um, again, another guy that... So I'm going opposite. I'm going totally opposite. So I'm, we're going to really... Uh, you're you're going to go Tez Walker like and better. Hunter here? I am. I'm, so, I like Hunter. Even though they're only going to score approximately 21 points, he gets so many targets. 
and then so Mon and Guy, like they're they're projected to the game script's not going to go well for Rutgers. It's going to be like a thirty-two to sixteen or something like that game. Um, so I think Rutgers, while they'll still try and run, I'm sure they'll throw throw it a little more than they want to, and I don't think that uh, plays well. And I'd be excited with this with these four uh, selections. It'll be, this be a weakness for me. I, I would be interested to put Tez Walker and flex there. So I'd go Hunter and Walker. It'll be interesting. Um, we'll save this question and hit this uh, on our next pod and see, see who was right just for fun. But <laughs> I'm going to go Mon Guy and Bond for me and BMAX going Hunter and Walker. Like I was going to say, Hunter gets a lot of targets. But, man, I don't know. This is going to be a fun one. We'll keep an eye on this one. And real quick on the Sardom Sidum we got to get moving on this show but we've got one more question just came in at 9 30 from avant gardner mikey keen or garrett schrader today oh brett says good morning on the pod boom thanks brett good morning and uh yeah let's see um let's see who's i know wyoming plays fresno so we got keen against or that's going to be like Wyoming's yeah. got a better defense. They also like to run the ball. If they have success running the ball, there'll be, you know, a, a drive or two less that Keen gets. And then against two now, sorry. Uh, we've got Schrader, Garrett Schrader. Dude, they are 34th and 35th <laughs> next to each other in our rankings. Um, oh, that's awesome. They're like Keen and Fresno State is supposed to score 26. Schrader and, and them against UNC is supposed to score 25. Tell you but, can... yeah, you're going Keen, keen aren't you? Keen, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would go slight lean towards Keen as well. Um, but Schrader, you know, the game script is going to go really well. Um, it's going to go really well. And for him, because he's going to be throwing the whole game probably behind to North Carolina. Um, but yeah. All right. So, um, real fast, uh, reseller Rick, we did talk about Tez Walker's return today. Um, and BMAC actually kind of likes him as a sleeper today, um, in the terms of maybe a big catch or two, but we have discussed that kind of put everything you can into him to get him on your team. Um, <laughs> But this week could be tough because we don't know how much of the game plan is going to revolve around him at all. So yep, yep, exactly. We don't know how many percentage of snaps, but uh, definitely, definitely want to uh, play him in DFS. Um, well, that does it for the news and notes or the stardom situm. So yeah, and he did. So reseller Rick got in a question real quick right before we get into. We'll go through the rest of this pretty quickly so that we can get this out um uh malik washington the five foot eight senior receiver for virginia who has been crushing it though he has been crushing it in all the virginia losses that they've had (laughs) (laughs) um oh that was a solid little jab there i liked that one a lot you know me and my personality so anytime yep. somebody throws in a little jab in there i get all excited so, oh so. and five though they get william and mary this week um could so they go oh and six <laughs> they could i mean they lost to james madison 36 35 um but you know 
five catches, 119 yards, and a touchdown through the air there. Um, I would lean towards Malik Washington and CFF. Um, I don't know what his cost is in DFS. He, I'm sure he's not. Uh, I don't think he's available because they play William Mary. Right. right. So, uh, obviously, in DFS, I'm going with Tez, $3,000 value in DraftKings. And then Malik Washington, I'd, I'd lean him in CFF, though. All right. Good Here we good, go. Good question, though. Good question. Yeah, that is a good one. That's a, certainly a great use case scenario. Let's get to our uh, shootouts of the week. Shootouts of the week. All right. I'm going to throw this up on the screen. We'll go through this very quickly. We do this every week. So we've got your high probability position groups. So if you're thinking of like, oh, Harrison Whaley and Wyoming, they're not going to be on this list because they're only projected to score 21. They're going up against a pretty good run defense and all that stuff. But this is the data where if you're struggling at, man, do I start this guy or that guy? This is some good data to use. Um, you know, in, in the hopefully near future, we'll have a pretty fun start sit tool. But anyways, um, we've got obviously at the top yet again, USC projected to score 47 points against Arizona and they're going against the 98th pass defense. So just using them as an example, uh, yeah, start yeah. anyone you've got yeah. uh, as a wide receiver. <laughs> we'll scroll down real quick to the shootouts uh, yeah. of the week. So over-unders are the name of the game here. So combined score, and then when there's a close score, you know, this is where you know, like unlike USC, who could – roll out to an early lead. Caleb Williams doesn't play the fourth quarter. Whereas, you know, it's a bad example because you'll play Caleb Williams if you've got him. But, um, you know, you can think of other teams where it's like, oh, my guys might not even play the full game. Uh, this is not the scenario in any of these games. So you think about a Jaden Daniels is going to be in it in the fourth quarter against Missouri and uh, more to come on that Missouri team who uh, – Got to love some players there. Um, and it looks like I have to fix the uh, defense versus the rush in the past there for Missouri. So Brian will <laughs> fix that. Um, so there's one that, you know, sticks out to me in that list is, you know, you know, I, I made a pickup for this guy in our league, uh, Byron Brown for South Florida quarterback. Absolutely. I'm intrigued to see what happens there because I actually moved him above Cameron Ward in my starting lineup this week. So hopefully – that move pays off against me. the fighting Trent Dilfers. Yep. All right. Listen, I like it. No, it's a great, it's a great start. His energy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a shootout <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. So we've got those. Now let's get to our DFS sleepers and move along quickly. DFS sleepers. All right. Let's win some money this week together. Last week, honestly, was the first week of the year that wasn't great for me. Um, the previous week, our sleepers did, you know, every week so far, our sleepers have done pretty well. And I just picked the wrong ones in, or the wrong, like, main guys in my lineup. So, uh, here we go. Um, Klubnik, 8,000. 
Um, I like him a lot this week. Um, Brady Cook for Missouri. Um, whether or not they win doesn't matter to me. I think that's just going to be a shootout. You know, LSU throws it around a lot. Their defense, and especially in the secondary, is terrible. So any quarterback that plays with a pulse against LSU um, is someone that I'm picking up and starting. I like it. Um, Garrett Schrader from Syracuse, he's at 7,200. So we talked about him a little bit earlier. They are likely going to lose, but likely going to be having to throw the ball. A lot of the game's going to be in Schrader's hands. So you love it, especially if it's, you know, even if it's a 10-point deficit throughout most of the game, Schrader's going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be trying to move it. He is dual threat too, so. Yeah, exactly. And then I've got... J.J. McCarthy at 8,100, you know, he cooled off a little bit the last couple weeks, but I think they're going to get it going as they're getting ready to play some decent teams, I guess. Um, and then we've got K.J. Jefferson of Arkansas, 7,300. I think we have get a, a bounce back from him, and uh, he disappointed me last week in a lineup, but he's a senior. He's not someone who you expect a lot of volatility, so... Give me a bounce back week for him. Any others that you want to hit on sleepers before we move on to? I've got one, um, and you might not like it, but I've got him <laughs> in a lineup of mine. I've got Mertz at sixty four hundred in the lineup against Vandy. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, you never know. You never, especially know. with the ETN news. I've got I, I I put Mertz in a lineup just because I think uh, I don't think Napier likes to beat up his running backs too bad, so. I could see uh, some some throwing this this weekend. Yeah, yeah, we'll see there. Um, at running back, I've got LaQuint Allen at fifty eight hundred, super affordable. Um, Amari and Hampton at fifty seven hundred, like they're gonna score. Hampton's been really consistently good, averaging somewhere around twenty six, twenty eight fantasy points a game. So I was kind of surprised to see him in that sleeper range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket Sanders, he got a taste last week. He is a top five college football running back, um, and he's at 5,500. So let's see him start to get more back into form this week, and he's an easy start for me. And then your boy, Doug Harrison Whaley at 5,200. Love him. Love him. I got – one more, well, two more, really, because I don't consider this to be too much. Uh, I got Neil at sixty three hundred against UCF. Um, that's not a whole lot for what he can produce. Um, and then I went with Manan guy at fifty one. Um, okay, against Wisconsin, you are yeah. on him. I just don't like the game script for Rutgers this week. I know you don't, but <laughs> I've got to try to do something to make some money so I can keep playing DFS. So. <laughs> Uh, receivers. I've got Tez Walker, obviously, 3,000. Start of the week, I feel Only like. Only one. Let's move on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is going to get some shots for sure from Drake May in that offense. How much does he play? We don't know. But at 3,000, uh, he's in my lineup. Then I've got a couple tight ends. Um, you know, I've been on Brock Bowers. Like I've, I've found him to be undervalued all year, and he really paid off the last two weeks. They bumped him up, I think, $1,100. I think he was 5500 a week ago, and now he's 6600 So he's 
a little bit out of that sleeper range, but obviously still someone that you can fit in there with someone like Tez Walker. But I've got Jaheim Bell at 4,300 and Eric All um, of Iowa at 4,200. Another good one. Um, And both of those guys, while Jaheim Bell gets some carries, gets plenty of, or not plenty of targets, but gets some targets there in an explosive offense. I like him. And then Eric all of Iowa in a not explosive offense is the primary target. So I like him there. Some other ones that I have, A.D. Mitchell, 5,400. Jacoby George from Miami, 5,200. Roman Wilson, 6,000. And Jalen Gill at Fresno State at 5,900. Um, Gill's a good Um, all right, let's get to my stack this week and see if you've got one too. Stack of the week. So give me the team playing at home against one of the worst secondaries that we've seen this year. Brady Cook to Luther Burton, <laughs> 7,400 so to 6,900. Uh, love those in the lineup. Doug featured those two in his DFS host battle this week. And I, I have a different stack. I do have Cook in my lineup like you. Um, actually, no, I don't have oh. a stack in that game. But – um winner winner chicken dinner (laughs) yeah so i love love that pick i will definitely do another one with another lineup that is with uh with cook to burden just because i like that stack so much so um that's gonna be insane if you can do a lineup where you've get where you get daniels to neighbors and or thomas (laughs) and cook to burden cook to burden I might do that just and for the fun a bunch of, of three thousand guys. After that, it's fine. <laughs> well, LSU have the energy to keep going with uh, all of these shootouts all year long. We'll see. So but I got another stack for you uh, because I like it and because I want this to work so bad. This is kind of one of those DFS lineups I just took a chance on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got merch to Pearsall in a lineup because I just want that connection to work so bad. Um, and I think this can be the week that it can. So yeah. I've got that as a stack in a lineup. I'm not saying for people to do it. I'm just doing it as a fan because I want it to work. <laughs> I just want it to work. That is how you make money. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I lose money. But if yeah, there's a week to chance this, if, this, if there's a week to chance this, this is the week I want to chance this stack. So Well, they do take a couple shots to him, and we'll see. We'll see. You know, he put one right in the bread basket last week and it was just couldn't hold on to it. Good play by the Kentucky defender at the end. But uh, anyways, um, let's get right into our other favorite lineups this week. Here we go. DFS host battle. So other than the one on the screen that you see or or on the DFS post this week, um, I'll give you another two. So my double up for the night uh, time slot, I've got McCarthy at quarterback 
and KJ Jefferson at Mississippi 7,300. One of the reasons I like Jefferson, A, he's a senior. He'll bounce back, I feel like. And Mississippi was in a really, really like uh, emotional, tough game last week and uh, that they won. So uh, that'll be that'll be interesting to see how they do. They are at home again, but I like Jefferson this week. And then I've also got a, in my running backs, Rocket Sanders at 5,500, Whaley 5,200, Jacoby George, Jalen Gill, Roman Wilson at receiver, and then in my flex, I can't believe Quinshaw Judkins is only 6,400 this week. I feel like he's way undervalued. He was like above the sleeper range, but still a, a great play. I like him there. And then my afternoon lineup here, I've got Klubnik in at quarterback at 8,000. Um, and then Jordan Travis is my super flex at 8,700. Um, along with um, LaQuinn Allen, Marion Hampton at running back. And then at receiver, I do have Ricky Pearsall in there, along with Keon Coleman, which is pretty expensive, but that's because I've got Tez Walker at 3,000. So love that lineup. I'll probably throw that in a few more uh, places there. But do you have any others for this week? Um, There's really only two players i mean i've got some lineups but there's two players i like that are both kind of cheap um for the night lineup i like gilliam fresno against uh wyoming um 6100 and then i like george receiver for miami against georgia tech at 5200 averaging 18.3 points in dfs so those are the two that for lack of a better term really tickled my fancy uh Ooh. For the night games, so that's we'll been your phrase lately. But um, it has been my phrase. You know, that's how you get a nickname? I don't even know what my nickname is, but <laughs> except for you know, Doug Dynasty. That's a there good you one. go. That's, that's the one you one. gave me the other day after watching that movie. But um, <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so tickle my fancy. Whatever, it's fine. I'll roll with it for a little <laughs> while until I find another one. But hey, it's fine. Yeah. I switch it up. Switch it up, guys. Just gotta switch it up. Um, all right. So I think I think that's it. Good luck to you guys yeah. this week. And um uh we'll have some fun watching some football and uh We'll talk to you guys soon. Appreciate the time. See y'all. Thank you for listening to the CFB Dynasty Podcast. Help us out by subscribing on YouTube and reviewing us on your podcast network.